0: This is a podcast from the Centre for the History of Emotions at Queen Mary University of London. It's one of a series of three about the idea of being normal measuring up, standing out, fitting in, bucking the trend, that sort of thing. Elizabeth Wadey and her husband Paul both have an autism diagnosis. Paul has written a book, Gorilla Aspies, about what that's like and also performs a show where he tries to convert the audience to autism. He welcomes them to the new normal.
1: My name is Paul Wadey.
0: And I'm Elizabeth Wadey.
1: Uh, We've been married ten years in December. Uh, First had a diagnosis for autism. December 2004, at the age of 41... So I wrote a book on training autistic people to be neurotypical, which is meant to uh, reflect all the paradoxes and all the madness of not being autistic. The tragic unfortunates, as my wife and I think of them, or the neurotypicals or the so-called NTs, as we call them. (laughs) And the performing is, is a workshop using PowerPoint, which trains audiences to be autistic. So I have an audience autism conversion show
0: What's the title of the book? In the it's book? called
1: Gorilla Aspies. Now, Aspies is a slang expression for Asperger's syndrome, which is very popular in the community. And gorilla refers to our covert nature.
0: Could you talk me through? You've used some of these terms neurotypical, neurodiversity, neurodivergent.
1: Well, neurotypical means a typical neural makeup of the brain, an average brain and its characteristics is the idea of people being defined by the structures of their brains what they're born with uh, and being able to fit into the majority identity because of that we are on the other hand neurodivergent or neuroatypical or neurodiverse I think all the terms mean the same thing really we share characteristics but we're not made the way that the majority of people in this world are made And it really is that simple. That's why we've got all the terms. It's it's just like being straight and gay.
0: Would you agree with that?
2: I think that whatever we call ourselves, whether it's neurodiverse or any of the other terminology, I think a lot of people would think of that term according to how they perceive it. And probably in somewhat simplistic terms... So they would be, from our viewpoint, getting it wrong. And I think that's true for labelling. No matter what you're labelling, you could say a table is a table. Well, you know, there's all sorts of different kinds of table. (laughs) You'd have to be a bit more specific than that. And I think the same goes for autism or by whatever name you call it.
0: It feels to me, looking at the history, that it is quite important for people that have autism... To be able to speak about how they experience the world and what it's like to be in the world in a way that isn't defined by other people.
1: Mm. So what about trying to find something positive, really? We have an extremely positive experience of each other and friends and community. And all the language was medical and it was entirely negative, so we had to do it. We took our models from gay writers and feminist writers, women's thinkers, who had to define themselves as a race and a kind, as part of nature, but separate from the majority or the way things had been up to that time. The concept of the patriarchy didn't exist, it to be invented. Uh, gay thinkers as well, the whole business of sexuality, it had to be brought into perspective in the first place to define themselves. Endlessly. This is the thing about terms and language, this sort of autism pride and neurodiversity, and neuroatypical autistic people. Because we we were faced with the same kind of identity issues.
0: How useful or otherwise is the idea of normal, do you think?
1: Well normal is a tyranny that I've always had to live under. And when I was a teenager I defined the tyranny of competence, the idea that you've got to be smart, intelligent, sexy, and capable. Normal people are in this state of sort of latent egomania without knowing it, all this. Ability, because autistic people are defined by deficits. Medically speaking, we're defined by deficits.
0: So it's not, as some people might see it, a problem to be solved or a puzzle to be solved.
1: <laughs> if you can look, sound and act okay in all these different ways you can define for a human being to engage with society and look after themselves, you're all right. If you have a nature that gets on top of you in some way, too obsessive, too overwhelmed, um, sort of autistic person who's in a world of their own kind of thing, Oh, then you've got a problem. Oh, it's a puzzle piece that must be solved. Then you've got all this stuff that's been projected on the neurodiverse. It really is about social skills in life. It's that simple, you see. And if you are able to get on top of of your your nature and make it work for your advantages in terms of abilities or just the way you relate yourself. If you develop a certain kind of personality, even if it does get you in jail or it gets you into a monastery or a convent or it gets you into the civil service, um, you see what I mean, a library, that's how... It's the world. It's the world you've got to worry about.
0: Do you think that people on the autistic spectrum have different emotions or feel them more intensely or less intensely? Is it the same? Is it articulated different? Do you think emotions are experienced or expressed differently through through and because of autism? What do you think? I
2: think about? both. Um because I have in the past described myself as emotionally flat. Certainly I can feel happy, what I call happy or glad, and I can feel less happy or <laughs> But I wouldn't describe myself as feeling, you know, ecstatic or sad or anything like that. My perception is that I don't experience the same emotions as other people do. How true that is, obviously, I can't really tell. But I've noticed that autistic people that I've observed, they don't react in the same way as people without autism to the same situation, you know, um, for example, the recent bombing in Manchester, I I can imagine the reaction would be somewhat indifferent. I mean, I'm not trying to be callous, but that's how it would come across to other people, and so I would imagine that people didn't feel quite as horrified as, you know, the the whole, the rest of the country seems to have done. Is that
0: what you? Is that was that um, your experience?
2: No, I was, I was quite appalled by it. But then you see, I'm also a Christian, so there's that coming into it as well. Um, but I think that autistic, the autistic people I've observed seem to feel and express less emotions than non-autistic people do.
0: I'm interested about your religion and Christianity because I suppose for some Christians there's a kind of very reasoned approach to faith but also something that is very emotional that, that people talk about just feeling joy for example. Do you think that your religion gives you access to different kinds of emotion that you might not have if you didn't have your faith.
2: I think it gives me a deeper understanding of myself and the way other people feel and react to situations, definitely. I think it also gives me deeper sense of dissatisfaction when I've done something I know I ought not to have done, and dissatisfaction when I'm, you know, oh... You know, I did that right. You know, did that well, didn't I? And it also allows me to. Well, okay. You know, society is doing X. God says no, so therefore I won't do X. you know? That's just it. There's no argument about it. It's in in that sort of it's it's fairly simplistic, quite a bit sense sensible. sense of way. Yeah. Uh, it also gives me a good uh, sort of reasons and values to live by. Which I think a lot of autistic people may not be able to cope quite as well as I and because they find it hard to fit in with society, whereas I fitted in with the Christian society quite well.
0: Paul, what about you? Would you recognise that idea that people on the autistic spectrum have a different either a different set of emotions or they feel them in a more subdued way? I
1: quite agree with Elizabeth. We just don't have certain responses, not a neurotypical set of psychological responses. And you can get into a lot of trouble if you don't feel the way other people feel or are supposed to feel in, in social groups the world over. It's one reason. I live in London, it's a relatively cruel and boisterous place, which is very cosmopolitan. People from the planet with very different ways and customs, ways of relating. So it's a good place to hide. I'm always seen as very volatile and very emotional and very intuitive and very responsive, but I don't know how much of that is the is the adaptation to constantly come back quickly and how and how much is real normally, I've been very emotional because I'm so scared of the world all the time I'm constantly defensive and constantly joking um, it's very difficult to relax when you're autistic. There's a lot of uh, anxiety. We get, we're very anxious people. So the primary emotions usually fear, anxiety. It's all the, all the... If you go into the predator's house in the zoo, they're just sitting around. They don't nothing to worry about They'll kill you, the, the alligators, the snakes. If you go into the small furry animals and marsupials, they're all the prey creatures, and they never stop moving. They're all wired and fly around all the time. We're very much the prey creatures. That's how we are emotionally...
0: Do you see autism as an emotional impairment in some way? Is it a, well, an emotional lack or is it, as you we see, talked about before, something different?
1: We see the worst kind of neurotypicals or, or very neurotypical females because they seem to have this emphasis on emotions and feelings and empathy and community and group, which looks to us like a form of mental illness. Well, Mills and Boone, for example, is obviously a sick, perverted form of hormonal literature with no intelligence or rationality in it at all, which is the antithesis of science, which should be systematic, we've just got a completely different nature. Uh, you only got to watch the Big Bang Theory, the absurdity of not thinking Doctor Who is the best television series ever created. No, I don't think it's, it's a disability at all, except where you're in a situation every day where you have to have a certain set of emotional responses we don't have.
0: Can you give an example?
1: You can't really make these generalisations, which is a really boring answer.
0: So do you think it's that this kind of emotional uh, expressiveness or competence is overvalued in our society?
1: Oh, overvalued? Try going to America. You get interviews with people there on the television or film, they start bursting into tears, and I'm American, and something happened to me, and they start cracking up, it's like... Why don't you just answer the question? Yeah, it's very tragic, somebody died, and I'm a grown-up, and you just got to live with that, and that's life, you know. But there seems to be a lot of tradition of being reduced to tears and feeling things. It's very... It's pathetic. Or uh, well, it says people just get on with it in life. Do you agree
0: with that, Elizabeth?
2: <laughs> I'm not comfortable with um, what, what I see as overexpression of the, of emotions many situations, I would agree with Paul. I think, you know, there's no need for that sort of behaviour. It's just silly. Oh, you know, God, I'm going to go out and make myself a cup of tea when it comes on the screen or something like that. But okay. These kind
0: of questions that I'm asking are, are often <laughs> uh, talked about in relation to people that have autism, that somehow in order to be a normal human being, you've got to have... All of this kind of emotional range is really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, if you look at... Um, so neuro- neurotypical society, and you see the incredible range of emotions, and ev- you know, particularly practically everything else um, that goes on. And you think, well, hang on, you know, most I would say a lot of neurotypicals don't have appropriate or adequate emotional responses to many situations as well. Yeah. So it's a bit difficult to say that. Um, everybody to be okay has to have all these emotional responses because I don't think I don't think everybody does there's think- a
1: sequel to the film Blade Runner is coming out a, film, a science fiction film came out in 1982 um, we have four artificial human beings in it so called replicants and there's a machine called the voight kampf which tests for emotional responses in its subjects a camera camera uh, um, zooms in on the eye and it looks for the blush response. And it, it basically is a machine that detects whether or not you're autistic, as far as I'm concerned. There's a whole subplot to the film Blade Runner about what you're describing. It. Philip K. Dick, the author of the book it was taken from, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, hated the replicants because they didn't feel the way he felt that people should feel. There is a tremendous tyranny. An influence on this business about the right emotions, you see, which is awful for us. It's not our nature. It's not natural to us, you see. But so the first people categorised autistic people were psychiatrists and doctors. So they, they, they used medical models. So that's why we get it, gets known as autistic spectrum disorder. You see, it's it's like still calling gay people pervert. That's
0: great. Did you want to say anything else out of you? Because that was so interesting and helpful
1: death to all daft and emotional neurotypicals who love soap operas. (laughs) Brilliant, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Centre for the History of Emotions at Queen Mary University of London. It was produced by Natalie Steed. For the 2017 Being Human Festival... The Centre for the History of Emotions is staging an event about emotional objects. On the 20th of November, at the Royal College of Nursing in London, we'll be exploring the stuff of feeling. Talismans, lost necklaces, found photos, fetishes and objects hidden under the floorboards. Find out more and book a free place at being